Racist boss refuses to hire any African people, then fires me. So I make him lose $100,000. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. So I used to be a consultant for a large technology company. My role was essentially to go in and manage the operations of a project or program in order to make sure it was running smoothly. This particular job was at a large international bank and tensions were high as the project was failing. We had this program manager who was also my direct manager. Let's call him Nobby. Nobby consistently talked to and treated people like crap, told people to sort their life out and to stop failing and things like like that. Some other examples of his behavior are firing contractors whilst they were on holiday, purposely blacklisting people he had a personal issue with even though their performance was fine, told me not to hire or interview any African people because they were lazy and bad workers, made people work until 2am multiple times a week, then belittled them for not being in at 6am. Anyway, I did my best as the ops manager to try and stop this happening, or make life at least a little bit easier for the people, but it wasn't working. So I decided to quietly build up a business conduct case in the background whilst this was going on. It got so bad, I submitted the case to legal. One day, it was my turn. Nobby decided to fire me in the most spectacular way in front of the client and the other staff, as he couldn't handle me going against him anymore. Except I had submitted a case against him which protected me against retaliation. So I kept my butt on that seat next to him while the investigation continued. Continued. He was eventually sacked for everything he did and the legal exposure he caused. Fast forward two years. I'm at another large consultancy. Part of my role is to keep an eye on who's being hired. I see Nobby's name come up on a report of incoming hires. I check his CV and it's him. So I block his hire and have them revoke his £100,000 a year offer. Jerk. You know what? I don't blame you one bit. You got out of working with this guy the first time. No way you're going to let it happen twice. And you're doing everyone else you work with a favor by them never having to know what kind of crap they'd have to deal with. The fact that it's two years later and he's still trying to find a solid job tells you something. Maybe word about your report about him got around. Seems like no one wants to work with this guy. At least not for any kind of extended period of time. Entitled lady ruins a good thing for her and all her co-workers. So for background, I worked at a high-end mall, specifically outrageously priced loose leaf tea. I met the owners of the business through my old basketball coach. She married an aspiring businessman who got rich because of his smart investments. Well, one of these investments was this tea shop. This will be important later. We sold a variety of the best quality loose leaf tea from around the world. Although it was mainly just retail, we also also made drinks about $5 to $8 depending on the sizes of the cup. Part of our marketing is going by other stores and offering them free tea. Since we had a lot of leftovers from the samples we used that day, towards the end of the day, we'd transfer them in cups and give them out for free to our neighboring stores. This gave us more customers and the employees are usually very grateful. Except this one rude lady. We'll just call her RL. She worked at one of the big stores. She struts in one day and began to complain how her department never got the tea. She rambles on and on about how they always get it every Tuesday. She doesn't understand why it's so hard for us to be consistent. I know you guys always bring us tea, but we didn't get it today. Yeah, those were just a courtesy from the owner. 
I know, so why didn't you bring us tea today? I don't understand why that's so hard to do. It's just tea. Ma'am, these teas are actually about $12 per two ounces. They're not cheap, and we're not allowed to just give them out for free. Well, I know the owner. She gives me free teas. I want to speak to the manager. You don't know anything. We pay for these teas at the end of the month, and I don't see why you're breaking that contract. Actually, I am the manager. I know everything that happens with this store. We do not sign those types of contracts. We give out free tea as a courtesy. It's not mandatory. And from now on, I think it's in our best interest to no longer give your store free tea. It's at this moment that she realizes she's ruined it for everyone. You can't do that. I know the owner. My old coach actually was in the back at this time since her daughter usually goes to the classes and events held at Microsoft. She slides the door open and walks out to look the rude lady in the eyes. Finally, a grown-up. Can you tell this kid to stop impersonating a manager and being so rude? Coach, actually, that's my store manager, and I've never met you before in my life. I think it's best for you to leave. I later on had to relay what happened to my other co-workers, and they couldn't stop laughing. I guess me looking like a teenager doesn't make me look credible as a manager. That was honestly one of the reasons why we stopped giving tea out for free. Jerks got too demanding. Why do entitled people have to go and ruin a good thing? People are being nice to their neighbors and giving you free tea, and you're gonna turn around and start being all demanding? Why can't you just be grateful for what you're being given out of the goodness of someone else's heart? And now, because you couldn't just take what was given to you, you've gone and ruined a good thing for everyone else you work with. I don't understand how it has to come to that point for you to realize that you were being the jerk in this situation. Some people just don't. Don't get it till it's too late. Coworker Karen tells everyone I'm sleeping with the managers and owners to get better shifts. Back when I was taking a couple years off school, I worked in a medium-sized upscale restaurant. During my time there, I think I was liked well enough. Ended up dating a coworker and becoming close friends with a couple managers. Now, as anyone who's worked in a restaurant can tell you, being friends with the managers can get you some perks, like free drinks after work, preferential scheduling, better big parties, etc. This infuriated one co-worker we'll call Karen. Karen was not well liked, but was honestly a good waiter. Think Naomi from the movie Waiting. Super nice to customers, but once she was out of sight of the dining door, swearing and cursing and talking crap. Karen did not like me, and made it very obvious. She would claim I was sleeping with the managers for better tables, and while it was not true, I did on average get better shifts than most. The rest of the staff noticed, but didn't really care since I took two crap shifts a week, Sunday night and a Monday double, because my favorite managers and significant other worked those shifts. So we could just cut up, hang out, and would have a couple beers while working. Now Christmas time rolls around and we had three event rooms, and everyone wanted the Christmas holiday and work parties. They were always set menu, lots of booze, large auto grat checks, and you could double to triple a normal night's work off one table. These were coveted tables, so of course Karen would complain every time I got one and she didn't, or my party having a better menu, i.e. more expensive than hers. You could taste her passive aggressiveness in the air when she was around. It got to the point where the owner took over the scheduling to try and even things out. Even this didn't stop her, because obviously I was sleeping with the owner too. Fast forward 8 months and I've enrolled in grad school and will no longer be working at the restaurant. These are the happiest days of Karen's miserable life. 
My school is in the same town, so I'd still pop over to hang out on Sunday night for a free drink and half-off meal. Not too bad. One night, a couple months later, I come in like normal, but on the end of a Saturday night. Both managers, my significant other, and the owner are there, as well as Karen. I'm having my beer when Karen comes over to me. Oh, hey there, original poster. Didn't recognize you. Hi there, Karen. How have you been? Things have been good. The restaurant's been really busy since you left. Everyone's really happy to come in to work since the shifts have gotten even and fair. Besides your significant other, people are in a much better mood after you left. Oh, really? Oh, yes. And there are so many good parties this year, and I'm lined up to get the best ones, as I'm now the head waiter, which wasn't a thing, since you don't work here anymore. Me, grinning my tail off. Actually, Karen, I do work here. I came in tonight to see if the owner needed any seasonal help. He does, and since the menu changed and I don't know any of the new dishes, I'm just going to be working parties. At this point, her cheery demeanor that she used in front of customers changes, and she goes fuming off to talk to the owner. I sit back and enjoyed my beer that much more. It was true. I told the owner I could work until school started or the holiday rush died. Since he was short-staffed and wouldn't have to train me on the basics, I started right away and picked up some very nice holiday cash. Luckily, I was never scheduled to work a party with that jerk. You know, a lot of the time being a nice, friendly person goes a long way in the workforce. People are more likely to give you what you want and work with you if you're nice and friendly and easy to get along with. You can be one of the best workers they have, but if you're not a likable person, a lot of the time someone else will still get better treatment than you. This seems to be a lesson that our Karen of this story has not learned. I could understand, given this, why our Karen didn't really like our original poster, but at the end of the day, it's something that she needs to work on and change. Our original poster didn't do anything wrong. Tinder date ghosts me and sends me rude messages calling me fat, so I make sure he has the worst date he's ever had. Due to the well of my friends' definitely not an axe murderer date recommendations drying up, I've turned to that most sacred of modern relationship institutions, online dating. As a very busy person trying to get it on with other very busy people, I prize honesty and directness above all else when it comes to profile creation. I include full body shots in my photos, try to minimize the use of MySpace angles and selfies, and right at the very top of the summary, caption, or profile that I'm fat. Not curvy, not thick, not lots to love. I'm fat. I'm not ashamed of it, but I also know that weight is a deal breaker for lots of people. I don't want to waste anyone's time. About a year ago, I met Evan via Tinder. We exchanged friendly messages for a few hours one night and agreed to meet up for drinks the following evening. I waited for a full hour past the designated time, and just as I was getting up to leave, the texts start rolling in. I can see you swear wedding from here. How long does it take you to roll out of bed every morning? Is there an earthquake or are you just getting up for more pretzels? Really idiotic juvenile stuff. Four separate numbers, commenting on things like my clothes, which clued me in that the senders were nearby. This went on for 15 minutes before I finally saw Evan trying to hide at a corner table and giggling with a group of buddies. I made eye contact, saw that he saw me, and then walked out. The text kept up until I blocked the numbers a few hours later. I ran into Evan about three weeks later. We got on the same elevator, and he tried really hard at being super interested in the emergency phone instructions. I just confronted him, and he admitted that it was just some game that him and his friends play. He knew that I was fat before agreeing to meet up. 
They all did, because that's what they do. Match up with fat women, then either ghost them or troll them at the meetup. It was also kinda obvious he'd never seen any consequences from this bull, as he was sweating pretty hard and looked more humiliated than I felt. I just said whatever and walked out, expecting to never see him again. About a month ago, some local foodie wrote a great review of the restaurant I own, and we've been slammed ever since. In the past, I stayed mostly in the kitchen, but I've been doing more and more front of house stuff lately, and Valentine's Day, I was working a bit of a split between the two. I saw Evan just as he was pushing in his date's chair. My name isn't on the restaurant, and he didn't see me. I checked the section up at the hostess stand and saw that one of my favorite old-timers, Nan, was going to be his waitress. I went to the bar till, took out $400, put it in her hands, and said, this is going to be your only table for the rest of the night. You're going to make this the worst date he's ever been on. She spilled every single thing she brought out to the table, all over him. I was waiting for him to blow up on Nan, but he bottled it up, obviously trying to make a good impression on his date. She seemed like a perfectly lovely lady. I told Nan to make sure everything was good for her, but terrible for Evan. She poured ice water on his crotch, she smacked the back of his head with the edge of a tray, spilled soup on his shirt, and dropped every fork he asked for. I personally oversalted his food, used the crap liquor for his drinks, and used flour instead of sugar on his dessert. To be honest, I don't know why he didn't just walk out. He must have really wanted to sleep with this woman. Finally, he cracked, demanded Nan find the manager and bring her out. I was only too happy to emerge from the kitchen with my chef's coat and say what I'm not ashamed to admit I'd been planning out all night. I would have said hi earlier, but I didn't want the earthquake to disturb your dinner. I will savor the look on Evan's face for the rest of my life. He was a little too flummoxed to explain, so I pulled a chair up to the table and introduced myself to his date, Amanda, told her how I met Evan, showed her some fun old messages. Then I gave her a voucher for a free meal on her next visit and told Evan to get the heck out and never come back. The jerk ended up deleting his Tinder profile. That's a horrible thing to do to people for fun. Like the original poster said, clearly he never had to suffer any kind of consequences from this, because I doubt he's going to be doing it anymore after this encounter. But seriously, it takes a group of pretty heartless people to do something like that to someone in the first place. I don't know who you have to be to laugh at someone else's pain, but you're pretty low on the totem pole, much lower than you think the person you're making fun of is. Luckily, our original poster was given the perfect opportunity to strike back, and good on her for taking it. Hopefully this guy did finally learn a lesson regarding all this and will treat people with a little more respect in the future. That might be a little too much to hope for, but let's try and wish the best for people still. I told my brother I don't want him bringing his daughter on our trips anymore. I have three brothers and we're all married with kids. Our lives are very busy, so we don't see each other much, which is why twice a year we all go on a fishing trip together and bring some of our kids with us. This is a tradition we've had for more than a decade now, and the kids we bring are those interested, which ended up just being our sons, except for my brother James and his daughter Celine, who's 17. She was way more interested in fishing than James's other kids were. 
were, and he's been bringing her since we started the tradition. It was all cool and dandy when all of our kids were children, but now that they're all teens and older, with the youngest being 15, it got kind of awkward. During our recent trip, my son, who's 15, as well as one of my nephews, who's 16, came to me and my eldest brother and asked us if it was possible to not have Celine come on the next trip with us, because they'd like to have a father-son trip with just us, since they can't really speak freely or behave how they want to behave, because it feels weird having her there. I understood where they were coming from, since most of them are in that awkward phase, and having a girl present when you just want to be rowdy with your cousins can feel very weird. So I discussed it with my eldest brother, and we decided to ask James if it was possible for him to not bring Celine on the next trip, and bring another one of his kids instead so we could have a father-son vacation. James did not take this well at all, and said he'll simply not be coming. Even though we explained our reasoning very well to him, and I had my nephew and son tell him how they felt, so he could see their perspective. My oldest nephew heard about what happened, and he made an over-sensationalized post on Facebook calling us dinosaurs. So the story got out to the rest of the family, and opinions are split. However, those that think I'm in the wrong, really think I'm in the wrong, and have not been shy about expressing it. I just wanted to listen to my son and nephew and give them the experience they wanted, and not dismiss their feelings and make them feel heard. But now I'm second guessing. Am I the jerk? To me, this one's pretty cut and dry. You're acknowledging your son's and nephew's feelings, but completely disregarding your nieces. All because she's a girl? Do you see the problem here? She's the only kid of his that actually has an interest in coming fishing, and you're gonna leave her out because of her gender. There's nothing stopping the boys from doing whatever they want. As long as they're not waving their privates about, I don't see what the issue is with her being there. And even if she wasn't there, I'm sure you don't really want them doing that. The proper way to handle this would be to talk to your son and nephew and explain that just because she's here doesn't change anything. Instead, you've acknowledged what they're saying and reinforced it that her being there is a problem or not right for some reason. The whole situation is just totally unfair to her. I'm sorry, you're all being jerks. I accidentally let slip to my niece that her dad has a nipple piercing. I, male 46, have a brother who's 47, and he has a daughter who's 17. My brother and I had a rough childhood, and were pretty wild in our teens and early 20s. We did stuff most people wouldn't want their kids to know about, which is understandable. Well, last night I was over at my brother's. My niece was visibly upset, and I asked what was up. Well, my niece ended up getting her nose pierced without telling either my brother or sister-in-law. While her mom wasn't mad, my brother was pretty ticked. Where we live, you can get most piercings without parental consent at 16. It was just a simple nostril piercing. A little stud, barely noticeable honestly. My niece is a very good kid, gets amazing grades, and is kind and respectful. Honestly, this is probably the most bad thing she's ever done. Well, like I said, my brother's mad about the nose piercing, saying he doesn't want to see that on her face. And my niece was trying to argue that it's not permanent, so he shouldn't care, because she could always take it out in the future. It's not a forever thing. Well, I wasn't thinking and said, you don't really have room to talk considering you had your nipples pierced. My niece's mouth dropped and said that just makes him a hypocrite for getting upset she has her nose pierced. My brother said I'm the biggest jerk for outing him to his daughter saying something that he didn't want her to know about. I wasn't really thinking and just said it because that's what I was personally thinking. Now my brother isn't talking to me. So am I the jerk? 
Honestly, I find this one more entertaining than anything. But in all seriousness, I don't know if you're really a jerk in this situation. It wasn't intentional, and you did technically tell the truth. Probably would have been better if you just kept your mouth shut and minded your own business, but hey, the die's been cast. The daughter's 17, she got her nose pierced, she's a good kid. I don't think it's really that big of an issue. It's become more and more acceptable in today's society. It's not really the mark of the rebel it once was. I can see why dad would be upset, but I'm sure he'll get over it in time. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.